guest. Yeah, you all are actually guests. You, you're on the first episode. Of season three. Of season three. So we're setting the bar low. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, great start. In love, in love with movies, in love. Hello, everyone. <laughs> was Mike that Pop. really loud? That was really loud. I screamed. Uh, welcome to In Love with Movies. Stop laughing at me. Uh, a show where Danny and Nick, that's I'm Danny. That's I'm Nick. Oh, yeah. We're a young and in love couple. Hey, we got the names right this time. Yep. Uh, we talk about, you guessed it, movies and love. Wow. Today's love topic is what's our love topic, Nick? Our love topic is love between friends. And our movie is something I was, this is, Honestly, thank you all for choosing this movie because usually Nick picks a movie. I'm like, I don't want to watch it. But today we're going to be talking about. Do you want to say it? The Princess Diaries. Which is a fantastic movie. So exciting. Um, and we have a couple of guests. So now let's make some love. I don't remember that. <laughs> but I love it. All right. <laughs> That's where. Okay. All right. And That's where you lose your guests and introduce <laughs> our guests in fact i'm going to let them introduce themselves uh susie and claudia why don't you please introduce yourselves and uh, give us a little bit of information about you to our listeners hi everyone um <laughs> thank you for listening today <laughs> my name is susana gomez ornelas i'm one part of bias check-in the podcast about international students and io psychologist practitioners in the day-to-day -day corporate world just graduated from my master's my incredible program director nick here and i am now you don't have to lie to my listeners they know, <laughs> they know i'm a pedant they know that i i'm an awful instructor continue continue <laughs> continue flattering me no i'm kidding <laughs> oh my gosh please no stop complimenting no, stop. Oh. <laughs> oh, you embarrass me Maria, everyone go. i am claudia de la fauna first thing that susie and i bonded over are our ridiculously long names uh but i'm the other half of bias check-in podcast also graduated from the same program somehow survived nick's classes i am proof that it's doable um hang in there <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're here today to talk about our friendship and how we ended up sharing a podcast, two jobs, and occasionally my pets. <laughs> Do you all live together? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have started off with a question. That's it's where I was going next. Was was Do you? So we can. <laughs> Sometimes depends on how good Nick's being. You know, there's a house in the garage for him. <laughs> separate house in the garage separate house in the garage <laughs> i mean we yours. do have different spaces within the house that we live in we listeners obviously know this and i can't remember if the two of you've ever talked to us about it but we moved into a bigger space so that we could have separate space spaces. and if you couldn't tell <laughs> this is nick's room <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's fantastic and, and i appreciate you all uh giving your podcast right off the bat because that's a big part of what I was going to start with and making sure that we hear a lot about since that is a uh, part of why we have you all listening here. Um, if you haven't 
uh, listened to before, Bias Check-In has been a wonderful educational source for me. Uh, both Claudia and Susie, when they were my students, were people who politely but firmly pointed out some of my <laughs> biases and also just helped me to see some of the things that, you know, and it's not that I was always able to find the solutions or anything like that, but they pointed out things that I just didn't even see and have been a great resource to help open my eyes. And I have spoken to other academics to talk about opening their eyes as international students and their experience. So, all right, and now, and now that we've both flattered each other, I will, was gonna go into my next question of, why don't we start with sort of you all's love story? So what's, uh, you know, apparently you bonded first on your long names <laughs> and then give us the rest of that. Give us, your, regale us and our listeners with your entire tale of your friendship. Oh, now. We just recorded our birthday episode, so this is literally fresh off our minds, like 30 minutes ago. We just oh, so fresh. <laughs> awesome. All right, Perfect. so just bring some of that exact same magic that I didn't know you were putting down on the mic elsewhere <laughs> and, and repeat it right now, right here. It's okay. It's a crossover episode, but um, basically I poached Susie from her mentor in grad school, from her student mentor from my cohort. Um, as the only other international student there on the same visa, I was like, oh my gosh, you understand what it's like. How can I be a resource? Because as you mentioned, Nick, like, it's not, it, I, mean, I don't want to like poop on Roosevelt, Roosevelt. Like it was perfectly <laughs> fine. But there are a lot of situations in which international students are an afterthought because we are such a small percentage of the student population. And also because once you start mentoring immigration and legal requirements and all that, people tend to be more hesitant about giving you advice just in case you end up getting deported. No one wants you on their conscience. <laughs> oh, no. You think we're kidding. Like <laughs> <laughs> and, and I kind of get it. I, I kind of get it. But that's basically how we started talking. Um, and then summer 2020, um, immigration and customs enforcement started pushing new rules for international students so so we reached out to each other just like do you know what this means like yeah, what I was are we doing angrily typing out an email to Nick saying help help please help <laughs> oh, no. and I was probably like I want to but I I don't have a lot of resources I don't know the answer to any of these questions you're asking me no I think it was so we were both safe and then we started talking, like we reached out to each other, like, hey, other international student, like, I don't know if I'll be able to enter the country. I don't know if they're going to kick you out. So, so what's good. Also, when that happened, it was two days after I just signed a new 12 month lease. And if anyone is, I don't know about other cities necessarily, but Chicago based, I wasn't exactly looking forward to leave my boyfriend with a 12 month lease. And luckily, if I remember correctly, the end of the story was essentially the government backed down on this and kind of like altered yes. their stuff. And yeah, okay. Which frankly, to this day, I don't know what the hell we would have done. Like the thing we had, I think, figured out we were going to do as a, as a school was we were going to list classes like officially from the registrar's office as being in person, but then it would be like communicated that like, oh, for different reasons, this in-person class is just going to conveniently be constantly meeting in person over zoom like <laughs> yeah which also for our institution in particular and at least for the business school hybrid classes were already a thing and mm -hmm. online classes were already a thing mm -hmm. 
So there wasn't even the argument of like, well, we have to reinvent the wheel and we have somehow to make a square wheel work. And so sorry, you're going to be collateral damage. It was mm -hmm. absolutely logistically feasible, but mostly worked out because most of the IVs ended up suing the government and the people with the power and the money to be able to back up those kinds of claims. But I want to hear more about you all's <laughs> relationship because I, I know that it started with yeah. obviously the bond and sort of the connection of like, hey, we're both going through some shit together. <laughs> Talk to Try. me about how that grew into a deeper uh, friendship, something that you consider to be, you know, so deep you love each other and then also grew into a podcast. The trauma really brought yeah, us together. I was about to say, <laughs> tra trauma and dark humor the, as a coping mechanism, that was pretty much the foundation of this entire relationship. No, but to say that, so we, we talked uh, with each other about this whole process. Once we decided we were fine, um, we had a speaking engagement with the coffee house that brought us even closer together. And after that, we had very a lot of positive feedback from that conversation and that grew into people don't really know about this whole process you know what we should do we should have a podcast yeah. <laughs> um, so at that speaking engagement we got a lot of questions because of course your personal experience is always going to be absolutely basic and to transparent your, yeah. to yourself I'm like, of course, I know I need to file my taxes this way. And then these are the limitations on my practicum hours. That was a whole thing I bothered Nick about a little bit. Um, Both of us. You're not the only one. And you educated me so that I can help future students. So that's the important piece. Again, thank you for putting the positive spin on it. I think at some point I emailed you at 3 a.m. So I'll leave that where it is. Um, not like I was like, reading it yeah, at 3 a.m. Like, <laughs> you can email oh, yeah. it to yeah. me whenever you want. <laughs> But just to say, I was like, oh my gosh. Anyhow, I felt like I was a bother. But like, that's also, I think like you, each of us knows our personal circumstances, but if we don't voice that, other people are not mind readers. Other people have their entire. Talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I was right up there. This is, this is a sample of a work sample in place. Yeah, you, you take it from there. I came back from Mexico City in September. And um, we had never actually like spoken in person ever. Like we- So that confirms something I was going to ask. So you two were students, but you maybe never had class together. We never had class together. And so this entire friendship truly did blossom like online- Mm -hmm. through pandemic con like concerns and, and revolving around international students. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Continue, continue. So anyway, Susie, sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. You all had experiences where you basically tangentially saw each other's faces, but mm -hmm. never had a face-to-face -face conversation is what I'm hearing. Even though exactly. you've been in the same room. Yeah, it was pretty much like, I know who her mentor is. I get along with them. They say she's nice. <laughs> I don't know what they say about me and I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> But it's just like okay oh. you exist wish you the best don't really know how you take your coffee or if we have anything to talk about <laughs> and, and we were supposed to room together for psyop and we were supposed mm. to go to psyop together yes mm -hmm. but that was it um so september i'm back we had been talking about a podcast together about our whole experiences 
um but we had never met and <laughs> we didn't really know that much about each other except for the things that had been coming up and we had in common um so being covid and my ocd self your you being you uh <laughs> okay. I, I promise, like, I know where she's going with this and it's not offensive, but it does not come <laughs> You being you. Being you. Yeah. Uh, we went to Lincoln Park. Well, we met up in our middle point, which was Lincoln Park. Yeah, because we were like, well, we want to hang out, but you just flew in internationally. We both know what our healthcare situation is like. And it's like, not greatest. Neither of us really wants to get the big C virus. So we're going to be outside. We're going to wear our masks and we're going to just go from there. Um, Cause at that point I was also pretty much, I complete isolation. Like I see my living boyfriend and we FaceTime everyone else and that's mm -hmm. it. And we didn't want to risk it, but. Long story short, I'm looking up the actual number but I think I made her walk like 30K that day. Yep, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> You so we went on a very long walk. It was like five hours and we managed to walk like all of Lincoln Park, south of Lincoln Park. I walked her home all the way up to Edgewater and then I ended up Ubering home and I became the person I despised. I had to take my shoes off in the Uber because my feet were done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I literally went home and like express shipped myself a pair of sneakers with phone support because I was like, if this friendship is going to continue... We can't keep doing this. <laughs> My feet will not be able to withstand this friendship as it is. <laughs> the, just for record, I, it's not like I wear like, you know, 12 inch heels or like anything crazy. I had like just comfy loafers on, but we walked half of the lakefront trail yeah. in Gosh. five hours. So. so you got along, I'm assuming. Yeah, we were supposed to meet for like an hour or so and then. <laughs> I, I think I went home at like eight at night. Yeah. Like, well, well, I'll see so you on Friday. <laughs> and ever since she hasn't stopped talking to me, I don't know what to do. Okay. Love you. I can <laughs> leave right now. Oh. No, we have drinks later. <laughs> Without us? So I'm gathering then that maybe a sense of sarcasm and playful banter is maybe what you would consider to be a critical part for long-term friendships for you all it's pretty much if i cannot make fun of you i i went to undergrad in the south if i'm just being polite to you i'm not I, i'm not actually just being polite to you <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that you gathered from living in the south <laughs> I just recently saw um, a comedic comedian like uh, who happened to be gay and he said something like, oh, we love that choice for you. And then he asked the guy like, do, do you know anyone from the South, sir? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, have you ever had anyone in the South say, uh, bless your heart. yeah, bless your heart, bless your heart. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he's like, we love that choice for you is the gay <laughs> equivalent of bless your heart. <laughs> that may be something we, we often say off the record as well. So you got you scanning my mind for like every time I think a gay guy or anyone around gay culture has said we love that choice for you and being like what bird was I actually <laughs> in that moment like <laughs> what bird was I being I mean someone was telling me to go for myself all right oh I yeah. love that choice for you <laughs> <laughs> 
experiment. Like, are we talking cardinal? Are we talking toucan, eagle? <laughs> like, where are we going? Um, yeah, I don't remember when we started using that, but there was definitely a moment I was like, well, love that for you. Moving on. And she got me a <laughs> sticker for my water bottle. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. That says love that for you. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. Danielle, do you have any other questions? Um, how is it? So being friends, clearly you guys get along. How is it working together on a podcast? Is it different? We have two jobs in common, actually. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Tell me more about that. So, well, when we were both still in grad school, I started a CTA internship, same as Nick as well. Um, and then Susie started one. We were on different teams though. Um, and so we barely overlapped there. But then at the same time, you got hired two weeks before I did. Well, yeah, because I recommended you. <laughs> See, you Ish, could have avoided I got you that. that job. That's what was just said right there. <laughs> Trust me, I don't know if he shows on camera, but the subtitle was about here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we got hired within two weeks of each other <laughs> for whichever reason um, at the same consultancy job with the Lindsay Group. I'll give you a second to recoup yourself. <laughs> you should take that time. Um, and I think for the podcast specifically, it helped that we were not super close friends before. So as we were going into it, we couldn't make assumptions of each other. We had to be like, are you okay with this? Like, even from the silly things like, well, not silly, but like more superficial, like, are we going to drop an F-bomb here and there? Because I Fuck. swear like a sailor <laughs> when I get passionate. And I didn't know if she was okay with that or, Susie's um, already existing IO psychology knowledge page, work psych. is like, are we integrating that? Is that your brain baby? Like, how are we mixing the two things? How are we going to interact? And I think it's been the same when we have disagreements or just mostly when Susie needs to call me out because I'm late on a deadline, um, if we're being real. It's just like, hey, love you, but like, you're dropping the ball. Let's, let's keep it moving. Or like, what do we need to do to get this done? So I think that helped that we were not like BFFs forever before we started. Yeah, we were very, we're very open with each other and very clear on like, these are my expectations. These are yours. Where can we actually meet in the middle? And if there's something that one of us really wants to do, we're fairly good with compromise. And yeah. If something isn't going well, I'll just be like, I know things are going on, but like. Let's rein it in. Yeah. And, and it goes both sides. Yeah. I think we've definitely had days where we both text each other like, today is a no day. I'm not feeling it. We're not talking about the podcast today. Let's try again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And we have each other fairly good amounts of space, too. The other thing that like. We don't live together, so we don't really have to talk to each other. We really don't want to. And there's been days where, like, we normally text each other morning every day because we're super cute. Oh. But <laughs> subtext clingy, codependency. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like we have some this. We're like, did you text me morning? Did I do something? Like that's where my anxious mind goes. 
and I'm just here like she needs a break like, I'll text her tomorrow or I'll text her tonight and be like oh everything okay cool bye it's like oh we worked on this thing until 10 p.m last night so let's let's give each other like at least 12 hours of not work yeah <laughs> and what really go ahead sorry Susie the only thing is like we can very much exchange jobs the only thing is I do the editing Claudia has been begging me to teach her how to and then she actually never tells me to teach her when we're together <laughs> to be fair you never edit when we're together but That's either way true. eventually I'll get to the editing bit but I am I was gonna fine. say like oh dear <laughs> whose fault is it really ding 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 put the gloves up <laughs> no it, it's very much division of labor like I pretty much stop we're sending emails when it comes to technological progress. Like I appreciate anyone that can do anything, but like putting Instagram filters on our posts is about where my technical expertise <laughs> tops off. Um, but I write the outline, so. You write the outline, I edit, we both do emails. I do think it's interesting, two things that I thought about just to, to relate other people's relationships. And this is one of the things I think that points out any significant relationship that you have that's both personal and professional can create these types of barriers that you're talking about. Obviously, my wife, Danielle here, likes to, to poke fun at the fact that she doesn't pick any of the movies. But also, we have had whole conversations about how she is just the talent. I edit everything. <laughs> she shows up and brings the funny, and that is all she is contractually obligated to that's do. That's right. <laughs> But that comes with maybe not picking the movies unless, you know, because if I'm picking guests or arranging guests, then it's those guests picking those movies. And if you're not having any strong opinions when we're not having guests, then I end up picking a movie. So. And I appreciate you for all the work that you do. Aw. The other thing I was going to say, though, is that there are, speaking of that, definitely some days where, like, I'm sure anyone who listens to this might think that we are some perfect couple or whatever that, you know, the but it's the whole filtered thing and not even like in a we try to filter our relationship the way that some people do with Instagram but just in the sense of like hey I'm in a shitty mood or kind of pissed at you right now we probably shouldn't record this podcast about relationships that makes sense <laughs> it's, it's like let's figure it out and then we can talk about it once it's fixed yeah we've definitely had some in fact that's why we try these days to be a little better about recording in advance because we've had times in the past too where like you just like you get to like the night before where you're trying to stick to a release schedule and I'm trying to to adhere to that but we're both very much not in a like hi let's talk about us kind of mood <laughs> but you still got to do something and then it's that anxiety on top of other anxieties so I'm glad to hear that you all have a little bit of that too of like hey there, you know what there's just some days where we're like we were supposed to today but did that's just a non-stop oh, yeah. that's just a no-go oh yeah especially I think so I, I'm working through a bunch of pandemic anxiety, other anxiety. And so sometimes it's like, I know we scheduled to record today, but this is going to be my level of energy. I'm going to be like, hey guys, thank you for coming in. It's great. I'm so excited to tell you about this topic. And it's just not going to make a good episode. So at that point, we're just, my anxiety is not going to go away. We are going to waste the episode. My anxiety is going to tell me that Susie hates me because I'm wasting her time. It's like, at that point, let's just wait until we can work through it and move on yeah but also yeah we're now gonna stop the podcast for two months yeah yeah and we both have like hard lines like we're not recording on Sundays 
because that means I have to edit it in the next five hours and that's just not going to happen. I was going to say, isn't today Sunday? Sorry for throwing you off. We are not doing your editing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I have until Tuesday. which I actually just didn't think about. This is the first one we've had with the semester having started and Monday is my actual, like, I'm going to put in 13 hours. So that's going to suck, but um, I'll deal with that tomorrow. <laughs> we, we, I was going to try to move us on to our next one. That is where I was going next. Would you like to introduce the next idea? What is our next segment, Danielle? I think it <laughs> I'm is. I'm just asking for you to give me the name. That's literally uh, it. Closer Through Science. Very good. Hashtag. Yes. And Nick, what is Closer Through Science? Well, Closer Through Science is where we ask ourselves or our guests a series of questions developed by Aaron et al., who discovered if they put two strangers in front of each other and made them ask these questions, they start to get and feel closer, uh, more emotionally intimate with those individuals. So we all, look at that, physically <laughs> closer to uh we ask these of our our guests and then we have them get that so all of our listeners can feel closer to them and then from there we try to encourage our listeners to share their answers to these questions on social media with the hashtag closer through science so that uh so that we can all get closer together cute so before you pick out the the question i just i realized that i'm looking over this way a lot and i'm not ignoring you my cat is just so dang cute and I want to just keep looking at him. So if you <laughs> you see me looking off to the right, that is the best excuse for a side eye I've ever heard. I'm <laughs> steal that. <laughs> just like a, the- my cat. I promise, yeah, my cat is away. It's, it's totally the cat. It is not me judging you whatsoever. <laughs> all right, Nick. So also warning you all. This is like a long list, and we've had a lot of guests. So we've gone down through the list, and as the list goes on, the questions get more intimate and tougher well okay we so we mention- don't get a warm-up okay no nope, no warm-up nope. <laughs> no. just gonna have to deal with it that's just how it is so i actually felt comfortable with this because the next question i think will work very well for things i've heard you both share on your own podcast that i don't think you'll feel uncomfortable sharing hmm. how do you feel about your relationship with your mother oh that's an interesting question but I'll start. I love Susie's mom. <laughs> We've had her on the podcast. She's given me wedding advice. We were just on the phone with her before recording this. So, <laughs> what? I think it's a secret. I've said it on the record before. I love Susie's mom. Um, but we've also cited both of our moms very often on the podcast and just things they taught us when we were in elementary middle school that just seemed like okay mom whatever you say um start to make more and more sense the closer you get to 30. (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) i i don't i lost count of how many times i cited my mom or used my mom as an example for homework things for nick but yes my (laughs) mom is my role model and we aspire to be like her that's pretty much it. And uh, my mom, so for those on your podcast, I may not know, I'm originally from Italy and Italians have more sayings than minutes in the day. And so my mom just became an incredible database of like for any situation we run into or pretty much any IOS like concept, there is probably a Sicilian saying that kind of touches on it. <laughs> And so she will listen to the podcast and she'll be like, I don't catch everything. You're speaking very fast in English, 
but I got that part. <laughs> I can't that, that saying that you gave me. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you translated it wrong. Like, Sorry. <laughs> Oops. So moral of the story is you both love your mothers. Yes. Indeed. Cute. And with that, we'll go ahead and take a break, movie lovers, so that we can come back and discuss what movie, Claudia and Susie? Princess Diaries. Oh my God. <laughs> that was friggin' adorable. We'll see you on the other side. In love with movies. Da da da. In love with movies. Da da da. And we're back. Oh, what a great. <laughs> did you all have a great break? Wasn't that great? It, it was a stretch. Really cute cat. Danny, Danny showed us some yoga moves. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole yoga sequence. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was um, great. So now this is, I'm pumped about this part if I haven't said it yet, because we're going to talk about the Princess Diaries. So Nick, do you have to say anything or should I ask the question? Oh, no. We, so we got to go, oh. go opening credits, Danny's God, dingle, and then their love story. With it. Yes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So opening credits. So Princess Diaries, for those of you who don't know, it was released in 2001. It's a Disney movie. Uh, for those of you who are, will hear Danielle talking about how much she's watched this movie, you might sense that there's a bit of a trend if you're listeners of this podcast. Uh, Disney movies were very much in the lexicon of these are ones that Danielle's <laughs> going to watch a thousand times in yeah, no other movies. Yeah, that's true. But it, uh, so 2001, uh, it stars Anne Hathaway. It was probably, I would think, her breakout role. It's got Julie Andrews. I mean, just an international treasure. Uh, Mandy Moore is also in this movie, which I uh, thought was clearly sort of her auditioning for the movie Saved, if anybody knows that movie. Uh, see, Susie knows what I'm talking about. And yeah, okay. Uh, Sandra O, oh, we've got Sandra O oh with a small part. We cracked up, just a quick note about Sandra O, oh, if you've ever listened to TikTok and there was this trend for a while where it was like, Gupta, no. the queen is coming. No. no? Yeah, I mean, you're close. It's Gupta. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The queen is coming. And then people would like, pick up their cats and use it as a phone. And, oh. and then they would throw their headphones around. It's it, something we're passionate about, Nick. Come on. It is, it is, it was hilarious though, because I think that and I wrote this down. A, I love Sandra O. Oh. Did not expect her to have any part in this, let alone a small one. Uh, go watch Invincible if you haven't. But B, I think that is the first time that there was like a thing that became like a pop culture reference in the greater zeitgeist that you knew clearly when it came up and I had no friggin' idea where that had come from when it happened on TikTok I was like okay this is a weird thing to be quoting anyway um the thing that I thought was also worth noting is we've got Hector Elizondo which it so we've got some some nodding uh Claudia knows who that is for, for those of you who are listening, that's probably that guy in your heads. He's one of those character actors, but he's that guy in this movie. And he's he play? the the security person who is her uh, bald. Uh, Joe? Yes, Joe. Mm-hmm. He also plays essentially the same role of that guy who is the sort of mentor in uh, Pretty Woman, which, fun fact, ah. this is <laughs> by Gary Marshall, who also directed Pretty Woman and ah. is the guy who created all the like, valentine's day and new year's eve movies and things of that nature so that's the opening credits what's his name gary marshall gary marshall's the director gary marshall i love your work i know you're listening out there (laughs) (laughs) years from now so that's the opening credits any other sort of opening things that anybody wants to share opening things no the music is great it's very early 2000s like 
girl power was very, I was bopping the whole time. There's some Hanson in there. I think there's some Mandy Moore songs in there. I think good. she was contractually obligated to have sung on the screen because there's like this weird cut in. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you're All already right. on the payroll, so you might as well sing us something. That's right. Like, let's be real. You had no real acting in this movie. Uh, so <laughs> she, she becomes a wonderful actress later on, but she early. Anyway, uh, they brought her on because she was stunt casting. But Danny, why don't you give us a brief spoken word summary of this movie with Danny Stinkoff? Time for Danny's Dingle. Okay. San Francisco. A nerd. Truly a beautiful person if you just brush her hair. A princess? No, too shy. Two boys. One bad, one good. Feel good. Julie Andrews. Happily ever after. All right. Very and good. Fat Louie. <laughs> But that's the catcher. That's the catcher right there. It's like if you haven't figured it out until now, Fat Louie. That that's gonna be like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's how the second one opens. It's how the first one ends. Was a button on that cat where he's like, oh, Fat Louie's taking to royal life, and he's like sitting on some feathery pillow with a crown. I loved it. Well, technically, it also starts so with like, Fat Louie because it starts with the panning into Mia's window and it's like, keep out, this is Mia and Fat Louie's only. I was like, I had not watched it in a while. I was like, who is Fat Louie? And I was like, oh my gosh, the cat. There we go. Claudia, <laughs> how dare you forget the cat? That's the most important part. I mean, he is in almost every scene. <laughs> they do do some like, just keep cutting just to like, Fat Louie reactions, up. you know? Yeah, yeah. that's good. But so that is the summary of the movie. If you <laughs> movie lovers have not seen it before, now you have everything you need to know for our discussion of it. But to start that discussion, Claudia, Susie, tell us your love story with this movie. What's the first time you remember seeing it? How does it, uh, you know, what's the meaning for it that it has for each of you or for your relationship and friendship together? And or why uh, why did you pick this out of all the other movies you could have? There was a list. <laughs> <laughs> It was a process, but <laughs> uh, the first time I saw Princess Diaries, I was like seven. Yeah, seven. I was I a don't baby. Know why you're looking at me as if I? I was there. a baby because you were older. <laughs> Sorry, I was a baby. Um, looks could kill right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm the geriatric half of this partnership, but please continue. <laughs> I was a baby, uh, love and Hathaway. Um, I, the like single mother cat and the grandmother that, that has never been in your life and then appears one day and wants to be your best friend really resonated with me. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. Claudia, what's your first memory of seeing? So not quite that detail, but I just remember like when I was older than Susie was when it came out, as was made <laughs> abundantly clear. Um, my parents and I moved from like something that in America would be like the smallest deal. Like when we moved 20 minutes away to another town, uh, but it was a big deal. It's not super common in Italy and so like I remember we had like barely anything in the house but they set up the couch and the tv at least 
and it was one of the first movies we watched of like okay new house pizza couch and we're watching this um and for me i grew up with mary poppins so seeing mary poppins like made it big married into a royal family somewhere in a small kingdom (laughs) (laughs) she said she married into the crown so Mm -hmm. technically could all be in universe Mm -hmm. um that's true and also i was definitely the kid with the braces the fizzy hair me and hairbrushes had a very complicated relationship for a while so that you're like oh my gosh they just straighten their hair and all of a sudden she's cool like objectively a lot more shallow than what <laughs> so <we> just shared. <laughs> but I was like there's hope yet <laughs> as someone who had worn glasses since I was five I was like oh contacts and hair straightening okay I'm seeing That's how it is <laughs> it takes though pluck your eyebrows straighten your hair take your glasses off Ta-da! and good. learn to wear tights instead of socks and combat boots <laughs> apparently uh, no, that and yeah, I remember the artist mom mm-hmm. loved was also like, oh my gosh, they have the coolest house in the universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that. That's one of the first things I wrote down is like, I would have loved, loved to live in this like house, this this firehouse transitioned into and have that, that the tower that she goes up to. Yeah. And one of uh, my aunts was like, not not living in a place quite as cool, but the artist travel the world, like bring me back things from like all of our trips, cool aunt. So it was like, okay, I can see like, I like this like strong independent woman that does her thing portrayal. Um, I don't think it was quite that well formed in my head at nine, but I was like, okay, I like, I like what I'm seeing. And yeah, that was, that was it. Definitely like the cool kids in school and you being like the outcast resonated favorite scene when I was little the pop of like when you kiss a boy and you're like the the pop (laughs) (laughs) that is adorable question did both of you watch it in English or was it in Spanish and Italian I watched it in English for the first time to review to prep for this so I was also gonna say like there was some of the Italian in the movie I'm like someone did their research but then you know they got too close to the deadline and they just kind of skimmed on the conclusion because <laughs> at one point there is a reporter that like mixes yeah. italian and spanish <laughs> wow <laughs> i was like okay someone didn't do their homework there mm-hmm. um but that's also why i think fat louis had another name in italian and i didn't think to sense. look it up for before recording but that makes sense. Yeah. i wasn't allowed to watch movies in spanish I, yeah, I would only watch movies in English. So, yeah. Is that a, like by design to help you learn English more faster? Yeah. So I learned English first and then Spanish. Um, but then all of the movies were made in English. And my mom was like, why would you watch them in Spanish? That makes no sense. I mean, if you understand the language, you might as well watch it in the language it was intended. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure I watched this like as soon as it came out on Disney Channel in 2001 it came out in theaters right like it was in theaters? i think it did yeah okay anyway I, yeah it, it, i don't remember seeing it in theaters it wasn't one of the like disney channel originals that no. only f- no <laughs> it, it was definitely not straight to vhs straight yeah. to DVD yeah, no. kind of production yes it came out in theaters but i probably saw it when it was on disney channel and then i watched it 
every single time ever it was on Disney Channel. <laughs> it's just such a fantastic movie. I also own this one on DVD because it's just like such a feel good woman power. Like, like you're saying the single woman, two single women, cause grandma's single technically. Um, and I also was a very large, very nerdy kid who just never felt cool. And so like thinking that you could be a outcast but also be a princess is like very inspiring to little girls i think yeah and nick what was your love story with this she says that as she knows some of it uh we were on a train home last night and we started watching it on my phone and that's the first time i've ever seen it we watched the first half that way and then the rest on a television when we got here this is like one of the only movies that ever existed in the whole world that nick hasn't seen that i have and that it, it, it will it arguably is actually a movie that's also like hugely popular as opposed to like there are some movies that you've seen but it's like you know a deep cut on the disney channel and that's the only <laughs> way that you would have ever watched it and if it wasn't there for at my age range when i was watching disney channel i wouldn't have seen it this i know like people know it people talk about it like i said people obviously reference it that's a whole tiktok thing um and yet had never seen it. And there was part of me that was like, maybe I did. And I just don't remember it when we were watching it. I was like, nope, I have never seen this film. Nothing, nothing but the like scenes that I'm sure I've seen clips of when they were, you know, prettying her up basically. And those, those jokes, I've seen those clips before, but that's it. That's the only thing I'd ever seen. I can't wait to hear your review, but I forgot. I knew the foot popping was something in my childhood and I couldn't remember which like rom-com it was in. And I just posted a picture for our anniversary last week and it's the picture of us kissing but my from our wedding but my foot is popped oh and that's why it's one of my favorite pictures you didn't tell me that part i turned to you while we were watching this and was like have i ever kissed you so good that it made your foot pop and you were like yeah but you didn't tell me that like specific (laughs) on our wedding anniversary okay (laughs) Uh, well late happy anniversary oh thank you now i just realized another thing about the beautification process So that is also a trend with growing up watching movies in Italian and then watching them in their recorded language or in English. No clue that the hairdresser was Italian until (laughs) like last week. (laughs) And it's the same thing, like if you watch Eurotrip, like you know exactly what I'm talking about, the creepy guy with a suit. That is a Spaniard to me. That is a Spanish man to me. And instead of the, I got to English speaking context places and people were like, oh my gosh, like, have you ever watched Eurotrip? And I was like, yeah, so what? And just throwing it out there, like, did it's not cool. know that that was an Italian character until last week, and I was so offended. <laughs> was so like, oh my God. Like, it's a, it's a stereotype. The part that offends me is that it's kind of accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh darn it okay so that's that's all of our stories first seeing it though but you all I know there were like you mentioned there was a little bit of juggling and deciding and having to whittle it down to finally come to the conclusion that this movie would be the one that we would watch for this episode so how and why did it win out okay so we started with what like I think we started like looking at like 12 and then we're like okay when I watch this for and we're gonna see what we also have like more to say about um if we name in the finalists we had charlie's angels the 2001 mm-hmm. shrek and bring it on oh these are all fantastic choices ladies. so just just so you know you all the episodes that can still happen and we will <laughs> um, hey i am more than happy to have you all come talk about your 
romantic relationships as well. I know that those are probably very interesting being international and, and finding love, et cetera, and so forth. So pick those in the future. Totally fine. I am happy though you picked this one because of all the ones you just listed, this was the only movie I had not seen before. So thank you and continue. <laughs> um, I think I really liked watching Shrek also first time watching Shrek in English. But I was like, I don't know. I'm not really like, yeah, of course it's Shrek. It's part of popular culture. But I was like, I don't know that we have that much to talk about. I don't know. And then you really wanted Charlie's Angels. And I was also like, I watched it. It's funny. I don't really get it. <laughs> so like, okay, I watched it. I got a, like, I got a solid like six and a half out of 10. Like, I'm sorry. It rude. Is. So rude. <laughs> so rude. Okay, that's how you felt about Shrek though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then so bring this it was on. The highest agreed upon. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Bring it on. Bring it on was just technical difficulties. I could not figure out how to stream that movie to save my life. Um, and that was also something that I didn't really pick up in Italy because we do not have cheerleading whatsoever oh. or color guard or interesting. And so I missed the window for like being in the age range when it was like the coolest thing on earth. Yeah. <laughs> and I missed all the cultural references. And then I'm just not meant to see that movie. I still have not managed <laughs> to get my hands on it. It is a good one, I will say. But I, I also grew up with cheerleaders. So <laughs> there's some good, like, never mind. If you, oh, yeah. It's, it's good. You try it all the time. For- it's, it's cold, cold in here. In, here. <laughs> <laughs> in the atmosphere. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Yeah, so, I'm going to give you all a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you chose The Princess Diaries. Yeah. Yes. I think, uh, well, you already knew it by heart, pretty yes. much. And then I watched you one night, and the next morning I called her up, and I was like, yes. okay, there's all these great themes. There's female empowerment. There's positive communication after disagreements. There's a healthy portrayal of divorced parents and widowed parents, which early 2000s, we still did not have the healthiest way of representing those sometimes. Accurate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just like, and I think he also like, was didn't didn't shy away from like say the, the paparazzi scenes like I mean they tried to show a naked like stripping minor yeah and I was like that was that was pretty strong Disney like we we went there okay yeah, yeah I, th- I mean we were watching it and I literally I turned to Danielle while that scene happened and I was like no this is not like haha you know silly jokes we're pranking our person we don't like this is like imagine being a fifteen year old girl. Yeah. And suddenly you're surrounded naked. I was like, that would be straight traumatizing. <laughs> like that is some therapy happening later in her life, regardless. For sure. Yeah. Then yeah. it's like, okay, that is how you get a detail of security. And you're never gonna be alone unless you're in the bathroom. Good Didn't luck. I say that to you? I was like, why she should have just had Joe with her. She yeah. needs her bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I appreciate that you watch this movie or chose this movie because it is great, but also re-watching it for me. So many Uh-oh. side characters have hysterical one-liners that I was dying. Like when the they slide Aside back down. Yes, as they slide back down the hill into the trolley, and there's the nuns, and they're like, "We should call nine one one." And then she's like, "She put me on hold." And the other nun goes, "For God's sake!" <laughs> it's just that's funny. Um, and then the neighbor's name is Mr. Robitussin. That is <laughs> a, a, a cough medicine. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay, I thought so, but I wasn't completely sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, and he's I, like so self-deprecating, and he's like. I can't believe I won an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> but yet he's also still trying to like write his next piece clearly the entire movie. Yeah. The choices there were awesome. That I will say to... Go ahead, buddy. Sorry, I was going to say that has to be the most actually subtle product placement I can think of. <laughs> it has a dance people like, "Oh, let me just grab a drink while you tell me your story." And like product placement is not usually subtle at all. It's like, "Oh, Mr. Robotson, how are you doing? <clears throat> Good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think that, that is actually well done. <laughs> that is that. Good job, Disney. That's Geniuses. I, we've kind of been dancing around it, I guess, but nobody's put too fine a point on it. The thing that it struck me while we were watching this, because we've obviously gone back and watched a lot of people's movies that have a lot of nostalgia and especially one like this, it's an opportunity for me to have zero nostalgia or zero attachment to it whatsoever. And I was impressed. I would say there's only one thing that I kind of in my mind wrote down as this is dated. It could and should have been done differently, in my opinion, if we're made today. Uh, but largely the comedy, I think, held up. The, as you all pointed out, like the themes and some of the idea of having relationships like that, especially in the early 2000s, was like really actually ahead of its time at the time and would mm-hmm. still fit in, I think, today to have those types of emotionally stable relationships portrayed um, you yeah. know, between divorced or etc what was the one thing that was dated okay i know i kind of figured if i brought this up it would probably but i was going to try and save it for later i because i wrote down at the end the whole romantic subplot between her and the brother was entirely unnecessary like it wasn't bad it wasn't done well not like done poorly it just wasn't needed like i watched and i remember them like kind of cutting to him at the very beginning and he just looks very generic to start and he kind of isn't very impressive like no offense to the actor but he doesn't really pop on screen and you know there's kind of some of that the uh the whole car thing but that could have existed with him just being a completely plutonic friend and to me it felt like well we can't have a princess movie without our princess having you know her prince some guy that she falls in love with at the end like you could have still had the douchebag guy and had the whole subplot of him but you don't need the the other side of her ending up happy at the end she could have just been happy being a princess with her family with her other friend etc i think that would have been fine but that listen, was my thing though, is like we have this moment and the leg pop and all that jazz listen yes you wouldn't get the leg pop without michael i think is his name the other thing is he leads to a very important line because he said why did you choose me and she said because you're the only one who saw me when everyone else thought i was invisible and that is the important importance of that dude and I'm getting goosebumps now because as a little girl, a girl who was like lame and <laughs> chubby and felt invisible to see that there are people out there who can still see you is important that he saw through just the beauty. And I think Disney was saying, hey, even if you straighten your hair and take off your glasses or, you know, in today's day and age, these girls fill in their lips and sh- shit. Um, <laughs> you don't have to do that. People will still see you for who you are. So that's that was my takeaway from that. So let me caveat. We're fighting. We're, sorry. I, I understand that you guys are our guests, but let's we're going to talk. There's three women here. <laughs> okay, I am male perspective, totally entertaining. This and I will just say, like, I, I will take the caveat of like, okay, so this is my opinion, but I admit I don't have any of that, that feeling to it, that baggage. That, But for me, there's a way you could communicate that exact same message about being seen without it having to be a romantic partner. My own personal opinion. Instead, what we've done is still subtly said, 
hey, women, you don't matter unless you are seen by some man. That's fair. But as a teenager, that's what all you think about. That's, that's also true. What are your thoughts and feelings, ladies? <laughs> you do need the boyfriend at the end. If not, it's not a Disney movie, I think. But Frozen, Moana. Those Thank are new. You. That's what I those was are twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, those, that's the new world. Yeah, that's the, they also made them look completely right? different. Yeah. All the new Disney's look Disney princesses look completely different. But yeah, it, it wouldn't be a Disney movie without if they're it's not a single parent or an orphan and a relationship at the end. Fits <laughs> so. the formula. Now I'm conflicted because on one side, I, I see Nick's point. I also see Danny's point because it's like, well, yeah, I want to be seen being, I mean, I had like a braces that made me look like I was just came out of boxing class because it looked like a mouth guard. It was terrible. My nickname in ninth grade was Million Dollar Baby from oh. the <laughs> one movie. Like, I mean, I absolutely understand the whole like, hey, you're not looking at me just because I'm the cool kid with a cool backpack and a nice haircut. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the raging feminist in me wants to still say that that is <laughs> catering to the male gaze and therefore it's negative. But also we are hormone brittle teenagers that think that having a boyfriend is the end all because how are you going to have a white picket fence two kids house if you don't start with the male gaze? Um. (laughs) Obviously, right? Yeah. I even, so it started to advertise. I thought to myself, maybe this will matter because it sets up something for the sequel because I know that there were sequels and if they have some therefore meaningful relationship and they have some very growth and, you know, et cetera. Nope. Because then the first advertisement for the second movie comes up and it's her and Chris Pine. And clearly there's some other, you know, romantic. Oh, do you know what the plot is of the second one, though? And this is why I haven't I didn't watch it, because she has 30 days to find a husband. It's like, oh, my God, we've seen that so many times like, before. Empowerment, like, empowerment, empowerment. And no, go and, get yourself a ring. And uh, don't forget, you need to have a man in order for it to matter. <laughs> yeah. So we'll say Princess Diaries 2. And I think there's a three. Forget about that. Only one exists. Only okay. one exists. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm not alone. And, 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 and I said, like I started with, it's not that big of a thing. I thought it was the only thing. And I agree. It's just that like, to Susie's point, back then, you, you, it was literally the Disney formula. You could not end a Disney movie. My umbrance that I take with it is in the modern lens, we have now moved past it. And we have, a, I think Frozen, I mean, obviously, like was the, the groundbreaking movie. Everybody talked about it because it like sets up the movie being like, oh, it's going to be about this romantic subplot. And then it was like, nope, just kidding. That dude's the villain and sisters matter more. <laughs> And even awesome. then, it is awesome. Even then, so many tweets about it was like, well, then she's gay, obviously. <laughs> right? Because people, that's that's how we've been enculturated. It's like, we can't fathom the idea that we would have protagonists that didn't need to have a romantic relationship at the center of the story. Like, but then Anna is engaged also in the second one, right? True. There's been people who've made that complaint about So it's kind of like kinda. catering to both. Yeah. Yeah. She still has a man, but she, it's not that important. Sequel sucks. <laughs> That's basically what we just said. This one was, you know, pushing the boundaries in a lot of ways. And then the sequel was like, oh, just kidding. You got to get married in 30 days. <laughs> Run. <laughs> oh, and um, on the tangent of like still having to absolutely find a way to like romanticize and make it a relationship thing. Luca, when it came out this summer. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Well, I'm not going to spoil all of 
the pods because it is definitely worth watching and like I think speaking of Italian culture in like the 50s and 60s they did they did the research I appreciate it but people were so upset because no one ends up dating anyone by the end of the story and they were like well there's a female and two male protagonists and we're like well no one ends up with a girl so clearly they're gay and this is problematic obviously and I was like it's 2021 first of all second it could just be that they are children maybe the solution was in front of us all along <laughs> that no one needs to be dating anyone at 10 years old um, yeah jeez <laughs> man yeah like it's it's but that we've been so conditioned that if it is a disney movie someone ends up marrying the prince i mean ariel got married at what 16 years and three days so why not it's yeah and those stories are based on things where those children were even younger i think she was like 13 or younger in the in the actual story the original yeah hmm. wow yeah, anyway, all of this to say lots of great things maybe avoid the whole like you need a man to save you spiel but but why did you choose it for our friendship okay i chose it for a friendship so like in the entire span of the movie it's well like two weeks three weeks since mm-hmm. like grandma shows up to your princess and we're moving to genovia yeah <laughs> and it's also like at the beginning Mia is not allowed to tell anyone, not even her best friend Lily. And Lily's like, okay, well, you are about to come down with me and pick it to save these endangered species and protest capitalism and burn the world. And now you're becoming a, is it okay to say a normie? Like you straighten your hair, like you got the fancy backpack, like you're blending in to be accepted by the mean cool kids. Mm-hmm. And Mia's like, I cannot tell you, but you're being rushed. And like, what, how do I deal with this? And they think they have like two major arguments over the course of these two weeks or this lapse of time where it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. I don't recognize my best friend. What are you doing? And again, hormone riddled teenagers that are trying to understand the system so that they can burn it down, <laughs> manage, <laughs> manage to be level-headed enough to be like, hey, you did A, B, and C. A, B, and C made me feel this way this is how I perceive you now. Where do we go from here? And that is probably the most far-reaching part <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to the movie, when it comes to my experience. Because like, teenagers don't have that level of like... Reasoning. One of, one yeah, of those like, scenes up on the rooftop or whatever, where they're like shooting a basketball and she does exactly what you just described. She's like, this is what you did and it made me feel this way. And I'm like, I was how like, many years did you go to therapy, girly? Because that is mature. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm still working on communicating that well. What are you doing? Exactly. Also, that entire scene gave me anxiety of like, what happens? I'm terrible at basketball. If the basketball goes over. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, that again, I missed some of it. (laughs) Oh, did you just smack your hand? How'd that feel? well to be fair so was lily when she was trying to keep going but <laughs> and so do you identify with that or is that what you know you feel like that's your friendship claudia i feel like we are good at like calling out the elephant in the room and be like look i'm not saying with teenagers like it can be easy to be like oh you're a horrible person you're the worst you're terrible like making it 
you are a bad person because I feel bad about this situation. Um, and I think with them in the movie being teenagers, but also the way we're like, okay, this situation is bad. We don't know what's going on. What do we do about it? And just like fixing it up in five minutes. I think that's been a very pleasant side of when we do disagree or when we need to fix something. That's awesome. And we are not scripted. Clearly, <laughs> never listened to our episodes. <laughs> um, that's, that's funny. That is great. We, I, we're, we're never going to be scripted. This is, I could never do this. I scripted. do improv for a living, basically. And I don't get any money for it, but her. I do it for a living. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, Susie, what was, what is your favorite part of this movie and your takeaway or like the thing that resonated the most? For our friendship, but definitely that scene. Yeah. Um, I think the last scene at the ball when she's like dance or she's gonna dance and then the boyfriend comes but when she sees her mom and her mom's boyfriend and it's like you're good this is okay because like right before that she's having a total meltdown of what am I doing with my life and then seeing her mom is like okay life is okay I'm I'm taking the steps and I'm supported by all these people that is my favorite yeah I did think at the end it's just very like like you both were saying it's very support the movie's just supportive like they could have made it be so much more dramatic or like people against each other so much more but I don't think real life is really like that and then just to prove that like hey it's okay to have a rocky start and then people will still support you no matter what as long as you're a good person and I love that the reason that Mia wanted to become a princess was not so that she can look great or get jewels. It was so that she could affect change. Yeah. And I think that's just so, I'm like tearing up thinking <laughs> about it because like, and it's for Lily, right? Lily's like, I don't have a voice. I only have 12 people who listen to me. Made me think of our podcast. I was like, hello, anybody out there? But anyways. That's about our <laughs> subscriber base. <laughs> but like her- Under-exaggerating uh, only a little bit. <laughs> her being able to be like, oh, I can tell people that like, in today's world it'd be climate change is bad you know get vaccinated like that kind of stuff that's great to have that much power as a young girl so i love that such an inspirational movie yeah i like the message too there of like thinking about others can take you out of your own head too because she talked about how she's always so focused on herself and and doing that yeah that's a great point yeah any other pieces that that we need to discuss any amazing bits about this movie small louis Fat Louie. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Fat Louie. I had a thought about Fat Louie. There are times they show Fat Louie and then they show a camera angle from where they just showed Fat Louie. And I was like, I think a lot of this is actually from the perspective of the cat. I mean, I, I- did not have that thought, but I, I, I could buy that. Yeah. I, that. <laughs> um, I mean, we did kind of, like you said, Claudia, you kind of enter through and then the first thing you see is Fat Louie and then we start to see her so maybe yeah. fat louis is actually the the perspective that we're given yeah this is fat louis maybe he was just plotting in the background because he wanted the end game of being on a jet on that pillow and- with his <laughs> own cat crown <laughs> being the royal cat of genovia yeah um i would say another mm, scene that i think deserves a mention is when mia takes out her grandma to be like okay you've been showing me etiquette and how to move and how to do everything let me give you a corn dog um 
but when her grandma explains like yeah well you know like your dad had to make this choice as well and the the way they wrote the dialogue for saying well he met this really cool really smart artist that she could be like she distracted him he lost his focus for me like they could have phrased it in so many ways that were not necessarily antagonizing but still not positive and so because they they hint several times that the relationship between mom and grandma is not great mm-hmm. but you don't see that tension once on camera it's just like well we're both here for this child and that's that on that um which in early 2000 movies i think it was starting to be more common to have like the divorced parents trope but you would have you know dad with a blackberry and an assistant and mom with a blackberry and an assistant and be like sorry honey your dad's assistant is too busy to come pick you up so you're gonna be the sad kid outside of school yeah and this movie moved completely away from that um and that i think was the part that was like oh my gosh okay they are they're really putting thought into this Mm-hmm. I agree. That reminds me of another one of my notes was that I feel like movies like this tend to lean on the trope of like the grandmother would have been very, very harsh and very judgmental and sort of like straight up probably mean, you know, when she first meets her. And while there's definitely this like, well, we need to train you how to be a princess, I was expecting like, because you're, you know, an uncultured swine essentially was going to be the, you know, the, the impetus or whatever. And that didn't, I never felt like that. And I mean, that, that's why it makes sense, I guess, that they got Julie Andrews. That's what I was going to say. Julie Andrews. <laughs> Perfection. Like she probably could have acted like that. And it still would have come across as like, I'm sweet and loving because I am Julie Andrews. But yeah. no, I thought that was great. And I thought that, that was something that was well done was like, there's still this need to, to change of sorts, like to fit in the role, but it was never like, it was like, if you want to, and I want you to know that you have this option, but it's not like, you know, this is what you have to do. And there's something wrong with you as a person for not being this way already. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm training you to empower you, not to completely turn you inside out. Exactly. And also just a shout out to Joe, the driver. He's <laughs> such a good character. And he's the one who actually tells the queen, like, hey, uh, remember when she's 15 years old? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, calm chill. down. And he clearly has so much love for the queen that it's just like, that's the actual love story of this movie, I think. Yes. Because I, you don't really know, but you're assuming that he's served her probably for a very, very long time. And they're just like, so in love, but not like want to jump your bones or like even romantic <laughs> love. It's just like respectful adoration, I guess. Yeah. And I just love that. And he's just such a, he's a cool dude. Agreed. <laughs> he's, he's a good character. He could be a jerk or he could be a weirdo. It could be a creep, but he's just a very nice, supportive man. So yeah, I get why this movie is great because it just makes you feel good that there are good people out there that want to support you. Mm -hmm. I would say I would have a lot of questions for the parents of the other high schoolers because I'm thinking of the non-good people in the movie. I'm like, so your kid thought it was okay to do that? like, Yeah, to expose a young girl to naked paparazzi like naked paparazzi all the paparazzi were naked that's exactly how that how i remember that yikes i think it's they do have a couple of throw like throwaway lines where like my dad paid for my school i think it's like a very very fancy rich person school and so we know you know with money comes privilege and so i get where some of these dumb dumbs are coming from don't we don't say anything bad about this movie (laughs) 
so I think now is a wonderful time for us to maybe give our ratings and our would you renew your vows. So generally speaking, listeners and Claudia and Susie, we try to have our zero through five heart ratings be somewhat objective in terms of how good we think this movie is. And then the would you renew your vows is basically like, do you still love it as much as you did when you first saw it? And or would you uh, watch, watch it again? again? So why don't we, uh, I'll go ahead and start, I guess. So since we're, you know, we'll cut the tension. Um, like how Danny's like, okay, okay, what are you about to say? What, what number? <laughs> what number? I, I debated on this and realized I was going to give it a three out of five. And I thought I should bump it up to a 3.5. Because I do think that it should be. <laughs> Susie's like so much more. <laughs> God, this is giving me like research methods, throwbacks, and flashbacks, oh, no. just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is it not good enough? It was so perfect. How is um like look, you un- annoyed me for like 30 minutes after class, so I guess you can get a B plus. Fine. <laughs> no, I don't think anyway. Um no, anyway. The, what I decided was the reason I decided it is because like kind of the the whole uh, rotten tomatoes you know what i mean is this movie fresh and i was like it is definitely fresh so it needs to be at or above a 70 percent um but for me personally i like i don't know I, maybe watch it again and then it would go up further what i would also say though is i definitely will renew my vows because while this was the first time seeing it i liked it enough that like i would totally watch this again and it's a good feel good movie and i can see why you you all have watched it, you know, many, many times in some cases. So. I also think like the movies that you like that you have more like, what is the word I'm looking for? Connection to you rate higher. Like you were never True. a teenage girl. You, you, you got me there. <laughs> I'll admit to this. That I know. So you, this is not, okay. I'll, I, you can have your 3.5. That's fine. Um, I'll give you a five out of five and I will renew my vows next. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Susie. I'm giving it a five out of five and I'm renewing my vows. Mm-hmm. Claudia? Yeah, five out of five. Like, there's just no debate. I can go on about it forever, but it so, doesn't I mean, it's... age poorly at all. It's just worth watching. Yeah, I yes. agree. I was going to say, so if we're going to talk about research methods and iterator reliability, there is one person who is clearly wrong here, listeners. Uh, so just take that also into account. <laughs> all right. Or we all share the same bias. <laughs> <laughs> Which is being a teenage girl. Yep. So. And with that, please, (laughs) Claudia, Susie, what would you like to plug? (laughs) My turn? Okay. Uh, Well, as we also so happen to be recording our voices on the regular on things that we hope are interesting, uh, if you want to give us a listen, we are Bias Check-In Podcast. You can find us pretty much anywhere you would like to find a podcast i have neighbors i'm sorry sorry Um, yeah your neighbors are loud (laughs) so as i was saying um (laughs) you can find us anywhere you would like to stream at podcasts you can find us on most old social media except tiktok because we're still millennials at bias checking podcast and yeah and you can leave us a voicemail at uh, anchor.fm under, guess what? Bias Checking Podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that's our little plug. Good job. <laughs> that's awesome. And I would rate their podcast much higher than a 3.5 out of 5, just for what that's worth. A 3.75 is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an A-plus podcast. Um, all right. Is th- there's nothing else for you all to plug? Then... That's it for now. 
Danny, what do you have to plug? Y'all come see me Wednesday night, 7 p.m. at the Den Theater. Comedy sports. We're back, baby. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. So you can then also follow my hilarious wife uh, at. Uh, oh, yeah. And I have Instagram, Danny Miami 4. Uh, you can follow at Comedy Sports for more of that information. Yeah, sports, Live shows finally coming back. You can also they do online shows for listeners because not all of them are in the Chicago land area. You can witness those things on the interwebs. Uh, and then let's see, uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Nick loves movies. That's N I C Nick L U V love Nick loves movies. And you can follow us on, uh, all the things at in love with movies. Pretty much. If you search for that, you should be able to find us. We're getting big enough that, you know, if you like type our name in correctly, you'll see that, um, this is available on YouTube. So if you wouldn't mind, do us a favor. If you, if you like this, if you thought it was fun, you, you enjoyed some of the conversation, you know, do me I'm not even asking for you to rate us. Just, just like share it to one other person. Just if you listened to this point in this podcast, share the link on YouTube, share the link on whatever thing you listen to, to one other person, be it like a text message that you share personally, or you like, you know, put it out on your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, just just spread it to one other person. Uh, with the YouTube, I am still trying to get us up to 100 subscribers so that I can actually give us our own uh, slash URL. Thank you. That's the word I was <laughs> looking for. So go ahead and, you know, click the subscribe button over there, especially if you're someone who doesn't necessarily watch a lot of YouTube and therefore it wouldn't impact your day to just subscribe to one channel that you're never going to actually watch. And if you do listen to us on there, uh, do us a favor and, uh, you know, come uh, give us a like and a rating on the other uh, other platforms. All right. That's In Love With Movies. We really appreciate it. I love you, Danny. I love you, Nick. We love you, Claudia and Susie. Thank you so much for being with us. And we love you, movie lovers and listeners. Bye-bye. <laughs> follow us on twitter at the letter n love with movies on facebook at facebook.com slash with movies and love and on instagram and tiktok at in love underscore with movies you can email us at with movies in love that's all one word with movies in love at gmail.com to share your own love stories with us, suggest future love topics that you might want to hear us discuss, or just to say, hey, we'd like to hear from you. Hey. All original music written and performed by Danny Smith with our theme song remixed by Paul Brandt. And this whole podcast was produced and edited by my lovely husband, Nicholas Baldwin. Special thank you to Ben A. Bear for Danny's Dingle and Nick Stretchberry for our website and podcast art. We did it!